Hi guys, this is Jonathan Washington, and I'm back with um, What Would Jesus Do Right Now? Um, a podcast basically um, reclaiming my love for the Lord and moving forward and serving God as He sees fit. Um, it's been a, it's been a while since I've been here. Um, a few things have gone on in life, and things have changed, but um, God's love, as we all know, um, stays the same. And today, I, I just want to give a little brief message that um, I titled, The Struggle is Real. And uh, most people know about struggling. They know about going through things. They know about doing, you know what I mean? Um, just having to deal with um, personal fights in your faith and um, struggles, whether it be family or personal or work-related. We all know what it's like to deal with struggles. We all know what it's like to have um, our adversary, Satan, continue to try to push us in the direction that he wants us to go because he knows how God would have us to be. And he tries to use our flesh to try to contradict that and counteract it and send us back going in the other direction. And um, but basically, I just want to talk a little while about... Um, um, what the Bible says about um, dealing with struggles and how we can overcome struggles. And um, before we get started, I want to say a quick prayer. Father God, we come to you as humbly as we know how. Um, just thank you for another day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come and um, read your word and hear what you have to say. And I just pray you just um, open up our hearts, send down your Holy Spirit to comfort us and guide us. And if there are anything that is holding us back from receiving the blessings of your word. I pray that you will remove it right now. In your son Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And um, I just want to get started in Romans chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 14 through 25 and um, just give you a little brief tutorial. So it'll be a short podcast today. But I just really felt the need to really just reach out and dig into God's word today. And starting in verse 14, it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will do, will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. The, if then do I what do... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law. That is good. But now it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. For, for to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now if I do what I will not to do, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present with me. I find a law that evil is present with me. The one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, wearing against the law of my mind, 
and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from, from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then, with the mind that I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And it's basically the fight between faith and flesh. Um, resisting the temptations of the flesh sometimes can become, can become very hard um, because there are all different kinds of evil spirits out there that try to contradict and change your mind and change how you feel about God and, and try to get us to negate our responsibilities, our covenants that we've made with God in many different ways. And sometimes it's as subtle as... You know, um, seeing something that you used to be a part in or, or or flashbacks from your old life and how Satan will try to deceive you and make you believe that that is who you are. Um, I've, I've gone through this before in life and I resisted serving the Lord for a long time because I felt like I was never adequate enough to serve God because of of my past, of my past sins, of, of living so long in iniquity. But um Jesus Christ died for our sins, and He created in us a new creature. And our faith is activated when we look to God and we serve the Lord wholeheartedly, and we push forward wholeheartedly, knowing that the Lord, no matter what happens, will always be there. Because I, when I lived in sin, the Lord allowed me to still live, still protected me, still guided me because he loves me, because he first loved me. Because if he didn't love us, you know what I mean? You, we, we would know because we'd never go through anything. Like I, I would talk to my mom and my mom would tell me when I was younger, she said, son, you're not going to get by doing what you want to do because you belong to the Lord. And the Lord's not going to let you get away with things he let people of the world get away with. And I never really understood it as a, as a young child and I felt as, as a curse as a child. But as I got older and now I realize is that people of the world, they set their eyes, they set their sight, they set their mind on things of this world. That's all they care about is themselves, this world, whatever this world has to offer. But the Lord wants us to set our minds set higher because it says in, it says in God's word um, um, that we're supposed to set our eyes on the kingdom of God first and everything else will be added afterwards. So we're supposed to focus on God no matter what, no matter what trials and tribulations come by, no matter how hard it seems, no matter if we feel like there's no end to the terror, which is our life. We have to have faith and activate that faith by seeking God's word and praying and fasting and asking God for confirmation and allowing God's hand to be shown in our lives. Because if we look back on our lives and the many times that we could have fallen that the Lord allowed us to continue standing, continue pushing and provide it for us. There's nothing that God cannot do. You know, giving our love to others is another way to, to, to continue to put out what God is putting in us. But we first have to put it in ourselves and, and, and let ourselves know that this is not who we are because we are conquerors in God. We are, we are mighty. We, if we knew how much the Lord has given us to get through these situations and not just prepare ourselves for one battle, 
a battle at a time, but we, we fill ourselves up with God, we'll be able to be prepared for multiple battles. We'll be able to strategize and counteract the devil with discernment, with prayer, with counsel from the elders, with fellowshipping in the house of God with other Christians who, who, who want the best for their brothers and their sisters, and more importantly, want the best for those who are lost. And that is one of the things that we have to focus on because our life is not our own. Our desires are not our own. And God can restore us even in the times when we feel like there's nothing that could ever help us. God can restore us to our previous glory. He can reestablish what is already there that we can't see because we're being deceived. Or, or we get discouraged or we have fears of, 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 of things from the old coming back and taking control of our lives. We have to take back control because we have the power to resist the devil. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. The devil. The devil. <laughs> but we have to resist the devil. We have to not allow him to take control of our minds because if we, if we allow him to do it once... Guess what? He's going to go right back with something else. And then he's going to come back with something else. And then he's going to continue to take and take and take from you until you feel like you have nothing left. Until you feel like you can no longer fight because the devil is taking everything, you know what I mean, that, that you have to fight with. But the Lord can refill you and rebuild you in any way he sees fit. Because guess what? You belong to him. And we have to remember who our father is. How powerful our father is. And I just want to go back to that verse I stated. That was James chapter 4. Verse 17. I'm sorry, that's not verse 17. I apologize. Oh, but there is a good verse here. It says, this is verse chapter 4 verse 13. Come now. You who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city and spend a year there and buy and sell and profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. And that is something that is very powerful. And because... We have to serve the Lord today. We have to set up our minds today that we're going to serve the Lord wholeheartedly and give him everything we have. Because if we don't, you know what I mean? We may not have the chance to do it tomorrow. We may be holding on to something. We may not know how to release it. But we have to go to God today to release that burden from our hearts. Resist that devil. Resist that temptation. Fall on our knees in prayer. Seek the counsel of the elders. Seek God's counsel above all else. Fellowship in the house of God, wherever that may be, because the Lord is going to guide you and push you and take you where you need to go. And it's not about how other people feel about how you serve the Lord. Because as long as you're doing it inside God's will, you have nothing to, to worry about. And if we go to verse 5, it says, Therefore, be patient, brethren, with the coming of the Lord. Show, show how the farmer waits for the precious for the precious fruit of the earth, waiting patiently until it reveals the early and the latter rain. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brethren, yes, you, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. My brethren, take prophets who 
who spoke in the name of the Lord as an example of suffering and patience. Instead, we count, indeed, we count them blessed who endure. We have heard of the perseverance of Job, and we've seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is a very, very compassionate and merciful. That is, that is, that's big. That is really big. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost, because that is very big because that's one thing many people struggle with having patience, patience, patience builds character, patience builds things that will, that will help us to establish the, 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 the understanding that God has for our life. If we can't be patient and wait on the Lord to hear our prayers and, and we just give up. And we turn away and then 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 we allow the struggle to become a problem. Then we allow the struggle to go from being a struggle to be a, being a defeat, being defeated. We should never be defeated because we may lose a battle, but we will not lose the war because God will put us in the position by seeking him, by seeking his word, by pushing forward and persevering, even when it hurts, even when even when you don't know what to do. God will show you what to do in his word, through fasting, through prayer. Continue to pray for those who you love, who you want close with you. Continue to pray for yourself that your mind will be at ease by, by seeking the word, that fasting and prayer will continue to build you up spiritually so that you will have what God would have you to have to get through the situations. Because if we didn't go through things, we would never, if we were never tested or tried, we would never be able to see the kingdom of God because we wouldn't be worthy of anything that God has for us if we just give up when things get hard. We can't give up, brothers and sisters. We have to continue to push, continue to fight, continue to drive, continue to seek counsel, continue to have God lead you in the direction that he would have you to go. Even if you don't know what to do, you will never go wrong by studying God's word and fellowshipping in the house of God. You will never go wrong by, by, by taking a day, a couple hours, or wherever it may be, and fasting and making that dedication to the Lord. Lord, I need a moving in my life. I need to have these things removed so that I can see a movement, or Lord, so that I can remove these iniquities from my life so that whatever is holding me back from seeing your promise, whatever is keeping me in the struggle, Lord, I pray that you release me from it so that therefore I can see the glory that is your kingdom of heaven, Lord. I don't want to be held back because of my inaccuracies here on earth, Lord. I want to give all of that to you. We can't just add God in our lives. God has to be entrenched in us. We have to be all him all the time. And we're not perfect. We're not always going to get everything right. But we'll learn from the lessons of the past so that we don't make the same lessons of the future. And when it talks about looking at the prophets of the past, Job went through so much. He went through so much, but he never cursed God because he knew in the end God would see him through. Jesus died for us. Jesus died for us. The Son of God died for us because he knew what the end result was going to be. He knew what the end result was going to be. Those who keep fighting, those who keep driving, you have to look past your situation to God's grace. And that is where you'll see your overcoming. I hope this message was um, enlightening and insightful for you guys. And um, if you guys want to put a review, you can go to iTunes and uh, give me a, a, a good review. We do have a couple ad sponsors now. Praise God. And I just want to say um, thank you guys for listening. And I hope you guys have a blessed day.